This week on the Colin and Samir podcast, we're talking about Instagram removing likes. Now, this is news that's been going around for a while that Instagram will be removing likes in the US. It seems like they've actually tested it in other places. And Colin and I dive into a conversation about what that means for us as creators, what that can mean for brands, and what that can mean for, for everyone who uses Instagram. Now, we also get into some other conversations. We recorded this right before Thanksgiving, so we talk about that a bit. And we also haven't recorded a podcast since we went to the Logan Paul KSI fight and released a couple of our most recent YouTube videos. So we talked through some of those as well. It always feels good to be back recording a podcast. It's truly one of our favorite things to do, but most likely it'll be a couple of weeks until we record again. And that's because I'm traveling to India. So if you are in India and you listen to this podcast, shoot us a tweet. I'd love to connect with you. All right. Well, we hope you enjoy this episode of the Colin and Samir podcast. You're going to talk first or am I going to talk first? I don't remember. How do we do this? Uh, generally, you start. Yeah, that's true. I but in this case, I guess I just did. All right. Well, welcome to our episode. Uh, this has been another long break between episodes, right? Yeah, but we didn't promise that we would be back anytime no. soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a quick uh, 30 minutes because I got to make it to a haircut, but it is Thanksgiving week. I'm flying to Austin tomorrow. Colin's staying here in LA. We figured we'd pop on the microphones and podcast. Maybe we start with an exercise in gratitude mm. because I read somewhere or someone told me, maybe it was you. I told you this, <laughs> yeah. Colin. Okay, what, you someone, say it? You know what's a disaster is when we spend so much time, just you and I, that we just start <laughs> telling each other, hey man, I heard this thing. And then the other person's like, uh, yeah, man, I, I told you that yesterday. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, yeah, you're right. I actually, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, maybe right. we could talk about it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, do you want to tell it or uh, the premise? I'll just take it away. Okay. The premise is that uh, <laughs> Samir told me that there's someone who uh, journals every day and, and writes something that they're mm-hmm. grateful for. And they mm-hmm. practice this practice of gratitude was shown to make them happier in some sort of scientific there, there's percentages, study. Yeah, there's percentages yeah. attached to it anyway. What are it's you good to be? For? Yeah, it's good to be grateful. We'll ask you guys that question. Just take it upon yourself to just maybe pull out your iPhone notes or a pen and paper, just write down what you're grateful for. That'd be really helpful, you know? Because there's a lot to be grateful for. There's a lot that you kind of spend your, your days being like, man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I wish this was happening. But if you really start to think about what you're really excited about that's happening, and even small things, you're like, I mean, sometimes I honestly just think, man, it is so cool that I can walk up the stairs. I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes I truly think that. Like my body is okay to the point where yeah. I can move around properly. Totally. And that to me is like, wow, that's amazing. I think the second you have your health taken away for you for a little bit of time, you really realize how, how grateful you are when you can get mm-hmm. that health back. Also went through our anchor voice messages. Really grateful for the people who have left us messages. That's so cool. Are we going to listen to one? Yeah. Why don't we listen to one? Hold on. It's loading. I'm from Germany and I just wanted to say I'm so happy that you're back with the podcast but um, I'm more happy that YouTube is going so good for you and uh, I always recommend you to friends and I think you totally deserve that and yeah your videos and your podcast are always giving me a creative input and um, I love doing scrapbooking while I'm listening to it and want to start my own podcast now so thanks for that keep going and yeah 
I mean, that is just so cool. Did she say she was from Germany? Yeah, she's from Germany. And our podcast is the soundtrack for her creative endeavor of scrapbooking. Amazing. That's amazing. You know, like that's, that, that to me is so cool that there's someone listening to our conversation in Germany doing something creative. So very grateful for all of you guys. Obviously, this is going to be a really fun week spending time with family. I'm heading to Austin. If you guys have any suggestions for what I should do in Austin, let me know. I primarily just eat food and drink coffee. And I'm going to be in Los Angeles. This is one of the first Thanksgivings that I'm not going home. Mm. And I'm going to be in charge, not fully in charge, but I'm going to be making uh, my own Thanksgiving meal. And if you have any advice at all, Mm -hmm. please send it my way. The thing about Colin cooking that always is just so... feels like this is going to be a Fantastic for me is that he's always so surprised when things happen. Like if you're at my house and Katie makes something, you're always like, whoa, how did this come together? Every time I eat at your house, I ask Katie for the recipe every single time. Yeah, I mean, look, when when we first started dating and she was making food, I was like, how is this all coming together? But cooking is actually a very creative uh, thing to do. And you get into like a flow state if you put in AirPods and just like, I need some guidance. I have this, this one cookbook and I need some guidance and I use it to kind of as a jumping off point and then I just go from there. I love cooking. I mean, granted, I never really cooked, but uh, now that I have a girlfriend, I've been cooking a lot because we've gone through. Whoa. Yeah, a new, a wow. New, whoa. Big time wow, news. man. You've just been itching this whole podcast <laughs> to, to say that, huh? Had to you find were a trying way. to find a way. Yeah. I had to find All a right. way. Question so, answered. Well, there you go. I do have a girlfriend. Her name's Madeline. But what I was going to say was, like, we went through that phase of going out a lot. Mm. And then you realize you kind of have to, it's not sustainable. Yeah, you can't just go out for, like, yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner every mm-hmm. day. Um, and so we've really started cooking a lot. And it is this meditative thing where you can kind of put the phone down and just focus on one thing for 45 minutes to mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has this like really distinct beginning and end, and the end reward is so great because you get to taste it. You know, it's like a very fantastic thing. You know, you you since you've been in a relationship though, you've done a lot. I've seen a lot more food content come out of your Instagram because there's just more food to post. Uh, one thing that I think I you know just to air out my grievances um, is this podcast going to be about Instagram anymore? Yeah, or? it is. It I mean, is. I'm okay. I'm working towards there. If you haven't noticed, got um, Because now we're talking about your Instagram. Yep, but. You, uh, you know, I, I've been plant-based for a bit, you know, but I'm not talking about it. Okay. Go you, on. Yeah. You, on the other hand, are shouting from the rooftops on your Instagram story about eating plant-based dinners and doing- okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. All right. Tell me. I tagged a yeah. friend of mine mm. who is a plant-based chef mm. that invited me to an entirely plant-based meal, mm. and I thought it would be kind if I shouted her out. And said thank you for That's this plant. You were shouting out yourself for being plant based. If that I was, was self serving, what's, what's the deal? What's the big problem? I didn't like it. I got a lot of DMs of people who thought it was great. They said I'm plant based too. So, although it, no, yeah, I'm yeah, not plant based. Yeah, so. you're not. I get. I this get is like saying. when you went paleo. Okay, so here's where the podcast <laughs> comes on topic. I got a question for you. Hit me. So I started to think about more that Instagram is removing likes. So if you don't know this, or maybe you're actually listening from Canada or somewhere else where I've heard that they've already removed likes, but you know this has been looming in the US. People are talking about it. There's articles. People are saying Instagram is removing likes. So that's a pretty significant thing to happen to a serious content platform that we've been using, that people use, that people make a living on, 
Um, but one thing I started thinking about is that stories, like that story that you put up, it actually operates the exact same way or similar in a way to how the new version of Instagram will operate, where you put up a piece of content, me as the consumer of that can't see how many people have watched it, but I still enjoy it. And I might engage with it, interact with it. I might DM you. Mm -hmm. I might, you know, share it with someone, but I can't see how many people have viewed it. Only you can see that. So that's a really interesting thing that that metric actually, or that experience is just what's going to happen in the feed now. So it's not actually that, that different. Of course, there's that vanity aspect of this got a million likes, but from the, from like the consumer level, I feel like it's, it's actually not going to be as different as we think. I think if anything, it'll open up people uh, to the idea of posting more on their feed as opposed to just on the story. I mean, the reason that I uh, am so quick to post on the story is because honestly, I don't think I don't hold it as sacred as a feed post. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel as big of a deal. And maybe that does have to do with the fact that people can't see how many views it's getting. Exactly. I think that's a huge part of it because if, yeah, if, if if you post on the feed and it, and you have a hundred thousand followers and it, and you're in any sort of like even content world, right, where it matters and advertisers or brands that you're partnering with look at you, and your post does fifty likes, people are gonna look at you different, like from a business perspective, even yeah, from a creator perspective, like it's all gonna be like, wow, he doesn't make stuff that connects with a big audience. Do you think you're evaluated a lot on that? And even French, like from friend perspective, I feel like there's some level of validation and evaluation of others based on when they make a piece of, of content, photo, video, and it gets a certain amount of likes. You mean like judgment between friends? Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily, not, not like super judgmental, but I'm saying there's some, something happens when you see like, oh, wow, his photo got 10,000 likes. Like something internally happens. Like oh, a lot of people care about this or a lot of people like this. I don't know. I think there's, there's un- unconsciously even if you don't. Sure. Or subconsciously you don't even notice, but something's happening when, when you see that. That's going to be taken away. Yeah, and I, I think what I hope it does is encourage people to post based a little bit more so on engagement. So what you're asking people to actually comment or about or, or the mm-hmm. conversation that you actually want people to have in the comments, you know, because of the content that you're posting, hopefully the substance becomes a little bit more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from a business perspective, the people who need the numbers, I'm guessing will still have the numbers like agencies or will that be kept no, by no. Instagram? No, they won't. It's, it's, it'll only be Instagram and you. Mm. So <clears throat> yes, if you're repped by an agency, then you'll have to give them. But here's what I think happens. Here's my predictions for Instagram removing likes. One, I think they've been prepping us with stories for a long time to have that same experience where you put out content and no one knows how many people watched it, but you still enjoy it. Two, I think what happens is Instagram flips out an agency of their own in-house where basically brands come to them and say, we want people who get a million likes on the photo, we're willing to pay 10,000 bucks. Instagram then pushes that out to those accounts and says, hey, this brand wants to work with you and they actually are able to broker the deals. YouTube has something really similar to that called FameBit. If you look up FameBit, you'll see that as a creator, as you can sign up, it checks out, it literally goes through the process of going into your backend because it's owned by Google and says, we get access to all of your analytics. Based on your analytics, it feeds you brand opportunities. 
So it says, okay, you have 100,000 subs. This is literally what happened when I signed up for it. It's like, you have 100,000 subs. You do an average of this many views. Here are the opportunities that mm. are there for you. You can pitch on these opportunities. So that, I mean, look at that. That's, that's basically, I think, what Instagram does. And now the third thing, Colin, no, go that for I it. think Instagram does, is they're moving heavily into the e-commerce space. And they're starting to, you'll notice if you follow certain influencers or certain brands, you can actually check out directly on Instagram. So if you want to follow along with what I'm talking about, go to Warby Parker, at Warby Parker, go to one of their posts that tags a product, click on it, and look at the experience. The experience is actually clicking on the product, entering your shipping information and credit card, and checking out. Once you do that once, you can actually just check out in two clicks. Click on the product, click checkout. So it's turning into like almost an Amazon of like cool hip photo products. I think something else to keep in mind uh, is that they're taking away likes, but they're not taking away video views. They aren't? Not that I know of, right? I mean, they're saying likes. Could you imagine? I don't think they'll take so, away so video views. So apparently this is what it's going to look like. It's going to say, like if you're, if you're a really big influencer, it'll say liked by Samir Chaudhry and millions of others or liked by Samir Chaudhry and thousands of others, or liked by Samir Chaudhry and hundreds of others. So it actually still has some level of competition. But I can't imagine they would take away views, right? I think it'll say it's like- It's such a video-heavy view- platform. Yeah, I don't know. Does anyone know the answer to that? I guess, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. that that's an interesting one. Do you think, so I guess I think you kind of answered this question, but do you think you're more likely to post? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I remember, I really, not that either you and I have tons of followers, but I remember when I had around a thousand followers and I look back to my Instagram feed at that time and I feel like it was a lot more creative. I was taking a lot more risks with what I was posting and I was uh, posting things that now, knowing what I know about Instagram and what actually performs best, I wouldn't post. You know, mm-hmm. I, you, mm-hmm. I have an account, you know, that's the handle is my name. I think four years ago, I just would have posted cool landscapes that I saw or, mm-hmm. you know, random things. Whereas now I understand that if the account handle is my name, a photo of me up right. close in the frame is what performs the best. Like a selfie, really, the Instagram always tells you a selfie is what performs the best. Yeah. So I think now sometimes I know too much. And now that you have a girlfriend, selfie plus girlfriend plus dog it's is a like, hit. yeah, that's viral. I just know too much. <laughs> so what if you're not a content creator? What if you're just someone who uses Instagram to connect with friends, share your experience? Like, does this make a difference? If you're not someone who's gets a huge dope does everyone get the same dopamine hit from views or and and likes it's the from a consumer's perspective and speaking for myself i actually don't really look at the number of likes or the number of views that that many things get i only look at views when i'm looking at one of my friends pieces of content because i'm curious to see how many people have watched my friend's video or liked their photo i guess but honestly it's I think it depends solely on, I mean, I know Instagram said they did this for mental health reasons. Let's talk but about that. Yeah. I think it's much more about the content that shows up in your feed. You know, if you're uh, someone who's going to feel bad when you see 
someone living this what looks like a great life or wearing the clothes that you want or doing that that's yeah, what's hitting I you agree. i agree um, i think it's the constant comparison that's actually like there's two major points for the mental health conversation one is the comparison opening up instagram and constantly comparing yourself to other people constantly filling a void in your life where you're not actually thinking about yourself with other people's someone imagery. someone told me comparison is the thief of joy Yep, that was me telling Might have been you, you telling me something I had something seen. Something you had yeah, seen, yeah. yes. Most of our days start with, hey, Colin, I saw this one thing. Yes. But, um, so that's a huge thing, right? That mm -hmm. comparison. Number two is like the, uh, the, the filling the void. Like, all right, so I can't actually sit alone. I mean, right now, what's happening? Okay. I'm looking up something that's okay. relevant. Okay, got it. But a lot of times you and I could potentially be talking and we might actually both be scrolling Instagram, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like the lack of presence that happens so regularly, yeah. waiting in line for the bathroom, waiting in, waiting for a it's coffee, sitting at a coffee shop. Like there's the lack of presence is unbelievable. Yeah. But the third thing is like, what about comments? Yeah. What about comments? Comments is where like bullying happens. I guess you have the ability to turn on and off comments. I think Ellen said that Instagram should really be removing comments because that's yeah. where. But I guess you have the. Uh, you have the ability I to do I guess you have the ability to do it. But the, the last thing I'll say is that, yes, maybe a little bit of this is for mental health, but I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact. I actually think this is a business move. I mean, Instagram's a business. There are potentially, there's millions and millions, potentially billions of dollars of transactions that happen on Instagram that Instagram is not a part of because there's so many interns at companies whose job it is to say, let me put together a list of the top 10 fashion influencers, right? Easily, because they mm -hmm. can just see who's getting the most likes. Yeah. And then they can contact them, pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars to post. Instagram doesn't touch a dollar, right? So when you hide the likes and someone owns the data, if you told an intern to do that same thing, it would be way harder. They would have to contact someone or contact all these people and say, can you give me your analytics? Can you give me your analytics? Or you just turn to Instagram and say, hey, who are the top 10 fashion influencers? And Instagram's like, we can put that together for you. Yeah, it's interesting. The narrative that the head of Instagram, Adam Mosseri, is putting out there is that sometimes Instagram has to make decisions that aren't good for their bottom line. And this is one of them. I think this is fantastic for they, Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that's like, that's, I don't know. I don't agree with that. He, he said something else. Uh, I think it I was. Don't think, I don't think a massive company like that makes decisions that are bad for their bottom line. Yeah, he said something else in an interview that I watched where he, he was talking again about mental health. And he said that, you know, with their face filters on their stories, they only use AI that are very like fantastical and things that are so clearly out of the realm of what, your body could actually look like to avoid obviously like face filters that only tweak small things to mm. make it look like you've got bigger lips or like cleaner skin or freckles. But there, are, I keep seeing every week face filters that are so minor where it's like, it just adds freckles and makes your nose yeah. smaller and your lips bigger. Yeah. So I was like, what? I mean, there's a stat. It just felt off. I just there's didn't feel like it was uh, uh, truthful. There's a crazy stat, and of course it has to do with apps like Facetune. We just talked about this in our little Michaela video a little bit, but um, uh, like there's a stat that like Botox, the Botox industry has increased so substantially since the advent of uh, uh, Instagram and Snapchat filters, because I think people want to sh like literally like make me look how I look in the Snapchat filter or in the Instagram filter. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like I think yes, maybe. This, this initially maybe the thought was like, all right, we got to do something because Instagram's not great for mental health. 
but they still need people to like open Instagram as much as they do right now. And have a strong and desire a strong to keep coming back and keep posting, posting and looking yeah. at what they're looking at. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think there's a ton of reasons they did it. I don't think it affects their bottom line. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and say that they don't care about mental health yeah. because I think they're good people. <clears throat> yeah, uh, definitely. Like they're definitely. all good yeah. people. They're not like sitting there being like, how do we, how do we make, make people, people feel bad about yeah, themselves? Yeah. So yeah. they're totally definitely taking, and I'm sure taking it very seriously, trying to take active steps to make it better, but it's just not totally black and white. Yeah. Well, let's have this conversation on Twitter. You guys can tweet at us. Let us know what you think. I thought you were talking to me. And I was like, we're talking right now. Why would we, ha- why would we start tweeting about <laughs> I it? I actually just really like living in, you know. You prefer to talk on the internet to yeah, everyone else. Then, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just saying like, it, I, I'm very curious to hear from all of you listening um, because this is a topic that affects all of us. Not, not only if you're a content creator or a, or a storyteller, but it affects you if you're um, just living your life. Everyone's on Instagram. So like, how does that... How does that affect you? Do you think it's a big deal and not a big deal? Like, will you still use Instagram? I think just any thoughts around Instagram removing or, sorry, hiding public likes. Love to hear it. Colin? So what are you going to make? I don't know what we're making yet, but we are going to the farmer's market tomorrow to pick up some ingredients. Are you going to make a turkey? Yes, I think we're going to make a turkey. Are you making for more people? Or is this a yeah, Thanksgiving? Yeah, there's six people coming, I think. Maybe. Oh, my God. Uh, six people. Five? Yeah, somewhere around there. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm nervous. Yeah. Yeah. You should be. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, Are you going to make noodles? I feel like pasta is kind of in your... Why noodles. would you make noodles on Thanksgiving? I feel like that's just... Mashed your, potatoes. That's your main thing. Okay. Gravy. Mashed potato. Gravy. Stuffing is one of the most important yeah. elements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Turkey. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do some can, peas. Can cranberry we, sauce. Can we expect to see this on your Instagram? Yeah, definitely. Oh, great. All right. So um, what about what's happening on our YouTube for those people who've been watching our YouTube, I mean, I think we've released like a mini doc piece style thing on Lil Michaela, which was a follow-up to one of our other videos. We also went to the Logan Paul KSI fight. We did go to the Logan Paul KSI fight. And we made a video about it. I thought it was a little bit weird. I enjoyed myself. I wanted to go to a boxing match. I've never been. So let's talk through the Logan Paul KSI fight. I mean, first of all, if you haven't seen our Lil Michaela video, definitely go check it out. We have two of them on our channel. This is our most recent one. I'm really proud of this one because it feels very documentary-like, uh, which is really fun. It's fun to make stuff that's not necessarily like your... Uh, Run-of-the-mill vlog. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily feel like a vlog, but this one feels a little bit different, um, which is really cool. And then the Logan Paul KSI video we made, I'm just... I love it. I think it's great. It's one of it's my so favorite funny. videos we've really ever funny. made. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very funny. So talk to me about the Logan Paul KSI fight. Like, what was your experience there? Well, you really wanted to go. I oh, thought it would wow. be interesting. You're going to pin this on me. That's the truth. You I didn't want to go? I'm speaking the truth. Okay. All right. I wouldn't have gone if you didn't drive the ship there. Okay. I'm happy that we made the decision to go. I'm grateful that we got VIP tickets, and, and it was an interesting evening. It was interesting to people watch and see all of the big creators there. Justin Bieber was there, and it was... Interesting as a social experiment to see how I felt when two people were punching each other and everyone was screaming and yelling. It felt weird to me. Very animalistic, very much like Gladiator. That's true. But, you know, maybe I would go again for one of the biggest fights. Like like if I saw like Floyd Mayweather and some other big fighter. uh, Then we called him out. No. Yeah. 
No. Mayweather called out. He said, my next opponent would either be Logan Paul or KSI. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows. You fight Logan Paul and you're going to get super relevant. Yeah. But I, I thought it was just this wild, weird, surreal experience where it was like the YouTube Oscars where all these all these creators were there like dressed up with their posses. Like it was this kind of weird world that um, we've been kind of exposed to, but not all concentrated in one place. So that was, that was cool. And then ultimately, like, I just think it's amazing that people on YouTube have this power that brings people to physical experiences. Like even if you look at Cody Ko and Noel Miller, they're going, they're like some of the most successful stand-up comics right now, or maybe not stand-up. I think they sit down on like couches. Anyway, comics, they're like yeah. comedians and they're really successful. There's successful podcasts, like, and they're able to go on tour or Dobrik, like Dobrik has the views tour where he goes on tour and puts butts in seats. That to me is the coolest thing that you can actually take these people and create these physical experiences. But the reason you can do it is because you turn a camera on in your bedroom. Like that's yeah. wild, right? It's not because you're in a Hollywood movie or because you're, you know, on, on stage as a musician, like you're sharing your experience and your own creativity out of your apartment. And then people at scale want to come see you in person. Yeah, and I'm always impressed because it just shows how multi-talented a lot of these people are. Yeah, because the the skills of the skill of sitting down and making a good YouTube video is not necessarily transferable to standing up in front of a whole bunch of people or putting yeah. on a comedy show. Mm-mm. So I always find it really interesting when you see comedians, musicians, performers that are started on YouTube but end up being able to play physical venues. And just to go back to Instagram, I feel like you don't see that as much with Instagram creators. I don't know if it's because we don't live in that. Yeah, maybe we're maybe we're off, but as much. But are there inst- are there example? I'm sure there's examples of like musicians, but I feel like there aren't that many examples of Instagram specific creators who are filling stadiums or arenas. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like YouTube has that power much more than Instagram. I just feel like YouTube has this huge creator culture that I don't see as much on Instagram, and I think Instagram just launched something called Instagram Creators, and I'm sure they're trying to capture that community that YouTube has. Uh, but YouTube just has this very specific culture about the people who post on it. I, I don't know. It's maybe because the barrier to entry on YouTube is so much higher than Instagram. It's so much harder mm-hmm. to do YouTube, I think. It's more personal, too. You get more of someone's yeah. actual personality. All right, let's do a segment. What's the segment? This is called Colin and Samir react to Colin and Samir YouTube comments. Uh, this one came two hours ago. Y'all are Walmart, Max, and Neve, and I'm kind of living for it. We've been getting a lot of Max and Neve, the hosts of Catfish. Well, you, Samir, look exactly like Neve, and I think people just give me the Max. They're like, oh, you know what? That's fine. Similar content uh, or similar comment. I'm going to tell my kids this is Max and Neve. I love that meme that's going around right yeah. now. I'm going to tell my kids. But is it a meme or is it – because it's not – is that considered a meme? Yeah. Just like, and it can be in any form because people are doing this in like. It started obviously in one form, but it's, it's being transformed. Hmm. Okay. This is from our Lil Michaela video. Um, This feels like an episode of Black Mirror uses clip from American Horror Story. (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) Yeah. But there was nothing from Black Mirror that looked creepy enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um Point break better than Fast and Furious? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Hmm. That's from a comment we made in a really old video. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I do think point break is better than Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's it for the segment. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything that, else, Call? No, that's, I think that's it. Cool. Well, let us know what you guys think about Instagram removing likes. Also, happy Thanksgiving. And honestly, just like so grateful for everyone for following us in this journey. We were just sitting back and looking at our old podcasts and how cool the podcast has been, just that we get to really pretty raw and unfiltered share our experience with you. Um, and it comes in so many different forms. And the people who listen to this show have been with us through all these big breaks, have been with us since the beginning. Like this is just this really cool community of people who are um, along for the ride. And we find that our podcast listeners write the most meaningful, e- mo- most meaningful emails to us, most meaningful comments, leave us the most meaningful anchor messages. Um, and it means a lot to us that, that you guys are listening and uh, that you guys are with us. Yeah, it, it's such a cathartic experience to go through on our end and then such an added bonus that all of you get to be here for it. Mm-hmm. it it's such a fun thing because it's a great experience regardless of whether we publish it or not, but pressing publish makes it that much better. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Neve. That's Max. And we'll see you next time on the Neve and Max podcast. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. We really appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks for leaving us voice messages on Anchor. That's one of the coolest things about the Anchor platform. And you guys, if you download Anchor, you can actually leave us a voice message. And most likely, we'll play it on this podcast. By the time you're listening to this podcast, I'm probably at the airport and already on my way over to China and then India. So if you guys want to connect with me, if you're out there or if you've even been there and you have recommendations, make sure to tweet at us at Colin and Samir. Tweet at me, send me an email, colinandsamir at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. All right. Happy holidays.